Welcome on to the Backstretch. I'm News 5's Heather Williams, and they did it. They banned the Hail Melon. You're not ever going to see that bonsai, crazy, riding the wall, knocking it down move that Ross Chastain made at Martinsville again in NASCAR. I've been asked a bunch over the last few days since they've banned this move what I think about it, and I don't actually think much about it. I, I never really thought that it was the kind of move that was going to become an everyday occurrence in racing. It was kind of the perfect moment in time where driver meets track meets circumstance means meets uh, upside versus downside of making that move. Would there have been some knucklehead that would have tried it somewhere else? Maybe, but there's a lot that goes into that move other than just it works. So, banning it, not banning it, fine. I don't think it would, you were going to see that every week anyway. I don't think you would have wanted to have seen it every week anyway because I think it takes the excitement out of it. But I guess the thing that was interesting for me is NASCAR at the moment said, we're not going to ban it, it's totally legal, you know, good on Ross. And then just before the season starts, they seek in there, oh, by the way, you can't do this. Uh, it's totally unsafe and it's been illegal. We don't have to make a new rule to, to ban this. Okay, whatever. Chris and I are going to talk about that more when he joins us here in a little bit. My guest this week also is going to be Ryan Priest. He's going to be driving the number 41 for Stuart Haas Racing. Love Ryan's story. Guy that just scratched and clawed and gutted his way into the Cup Series, out of the Cup Series, back into the Cup Series. Really talented driver. I look for big things for him this year in the 41 car. Great to see him get that opportunity. So we'll talk about that and a few other things with Ryan. Let's get rolling. NASCAR banned the Hail Melon this week. <laughs> um, after they said that they weren't going to, after they said it was completely legal, they said that no, they don't have to add a rule. No, it's illegal. We found this rule in the rule book and cited the rule about safety or whatever. What do you think about banning the rule? Was it necessary? Do you think it needed to be done? Do you like it? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I have to keep going back. I mean, I'm like, Headerless fakes, that was probably the most incredible thing that most of us who have followed racing and been involved in racing and covering racing have seen. And the guys that drove race cars said themselves, uh, man, that was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Uh, to take it away, kind of like, in a way, I'm like, shoot, I'd kind of like to see that again, you know. But there again, I'm, I'm like, I get the point because it's it wasn't exactly the quote safest thing to do. I mean, he rim rode around the wall, and when I saw the replay of it, once I actually figured out what in the world just happened, I thought about the crossover gate as well. And Ross mentioned it like you know when I when I came to that point, I kind of took my hand off the wheel because you know if it would have caught that in there, it probably broke his arm. So. I get it. It doesn't surprise me at all that NASCAR says, eh, we don't need this anymore, so we're not going to have it. But I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just a really cool thing that I, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to kind of miss it. And I know, I, I think a lot of the drivers are going to be like, shoot, I'd kind of like to do that. But do you think they would have? Do you think it was necessary? It feels like it was a 
a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I mean, Chase to get uh, cut off to get to the championship for Martinsville. Yeah. I mean, oh. you couldn't you couldn't pull that move off no. of Bristol or no. Daytona or no. Kansas. I mean, no. that just felt I, like all the stars aligned for that moment. It, it did, and I and yeah, I think I think uh, what you're saying is very true. I think it was a perfect script. You could you couldn't have picked a better time. I mean, he thought of it like it, almost like an asteroid hit him and said, "Do this." And and it worked out great. Got him in the playoffs. It was just a you know just a fairy tale story. And, and he beat Denny Hamlin, which was his arch rival through the whole year. I mean, you couldn't have got any better. Now, is that ever going to happen again? And that yeah, probably not. I think that NASCAR was probably more worried about like okay, now it's going to be rampant of people trying it that really don't need to. And I mean, let's face it, race car drivers, we love them and everything like that. They're not exactly the most intelligent creatures on the face of the earth, especially sometimes. They get that helmet on and all of a sudden, you know, berserk happens. But I think they were looking at that, that like, you know, we may have this going on when it really doesn't need to. And all it's going to do is tear up equipment, which it did. And, you know, we're in the middle of safety concerns anyway for the drivers and we don't need them running head on into the wall on purpose. So I get both sides of it. Am I going to miss it? Uh, absolutely, because, you know, I've learned that when drivers do extraordinary things, it's you, you, know, you kind of want to capture that piece of time right there. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Um, so, Ryan, first of all, what's this offseason been like for you? Uh, I know the end of last year was crazy. You're getting your second chance in Cup. So what, what's the offseason been like? Uh, it's been busy. Um, really what makes, makes it easy for me is Stewart house racing is only 10 minutes from my house. So my day, as soon as I get out of bed and, and get rolling, it, it's first thing I, I come here is, is work out with the pit crew. And, and then I wander on over to my crew chief's office and sit there and pick his brain for a solid hour, hour and a half. Typically by that time it's, it's lunchtime. So we, we go, we go out to lunch and then back in the shop and, and hanging out with, uh, you know, my road guys or, or the pit crew. So it's, it's easy to, to be around here, but days certainly do fly by. A guy in your career that has scraped and clawed for every opportunity that you've gotten. Uh, I know that opportunities in the cup series are so hard to come by when you are out of the cup series for the first time. Did you ever think an opportunity and have any kind, let alone one like this would come your way? Well, I mean, I think that's really what the um, the goal became when I knew I wasn't going to be back at JTG and they were closing that second team. It was what what can I do to to get myself at at an SA, you know, at SHR, and um, you know, from there it was just building the relationships that I have with <clears throat> with sponsors that I've had. You know, obviously one being United Rentals and. And uh, having them as as one of uh, one of our primaries for the year, along with Haas Tooling, and you know the list goes on and on, uh, really. So um, it, it's great to have the support that I do, but it's certainly um, going back to what you talked about. <clears throat> growing up in Connecticut, racing you know weekly uh, at at NASCAR's root level, um, and then you know being a champion and and at my short tracks uh, at the regional level with the Wheel Modified Tour. This is what I wanted to do, and I've chased after this dream and and sacrificed. I feel other championships to to accomplish, you know, this goal. So um, now this is that opportunity that I feel like we can go and contend for wins. And usually, when you contend for wins, you contend for championships. So it's uh 
it's a, it's a good feeling knowing that I have the people around me that, that I I'm ready to go to war with and, and uh, have some fun. I know you're not a rookie, but considering you're coming in with a car you've never raced before in the next gen, really on any consistent, on any long-term level, uh, do you feel like a little bit like a rookie? I mean, I've been racing for so long that I don't, I'm not nervous um, by any means. I certainly feel like there are some unknowns as a race car driver going into some of the mile and a halfs, <clears throat> but a race car is a race car to me. Um, you know, I've been doing this since I was a little kid and it's just, it's part of the process, it's like riding a new bike. So um, hopefully we pick it up really quick and we can go uh, contend for some wins. Um. It's really funny because I, I I read the little release that NASCAR uh, sends out talking about the drivers, telling them about, uh, about their other interests. Your whole other interest thing is just more racing. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about you that just that drives you to what? No, it wasn't a shock, but it was <laughs> it was it was funny because it's like yeah. you, there's a few of you, Larson, um, you know, Ricky Stenhouse or guys that. <clears> what else do I do? I race. I race all the time. What is it about racing that draws you to want to do it all the time? Yeah, so I grew up in a racing family, to be honest with you. Uh, my father's side, and my mother's side, both, um, you know, were involved in racing at some capacity. So ever since I was a kid, the only memories I have was at a racetrack where many kids was going to play baseball or soccer or something like that. Mine was was racing. So it's really never been a thought of doing anything other than that. And um yeah, I just I've always been a gearhead as well. I, I I enjoy street cars. I enjoy race cars. Anything that gives you that nice smell of of you know burning burning fuel. So uh, I'm all about it. So obviously you're you're in the Cup Series now and you race modified. Is there another uh, series or type of racing you would like to try at some point? Something on your bucket list? <clears throat> I mean, one of them's happening this year for sure, and that's racing for Tony Stewart. So um, <laughs> it's certainly something that. I would say this is crossing that off. The other one's going to be winning. I know I say that a lot, but that's that's what I really enjoy doing, and that's why I do it. Uh, if we're talking outside of NASCAR, um, there is uh, not dirt sprint cars, but it's uh, <laughs> it's asphalt sprint cars and and silver crowns and midgets. Those have always been uh, a passion of mine. So maybe one day when my career is over in 15 years, hopefully, I can go do some of that. These would be crazy to do that. I love it. Those cars are so much fun to watch. But every time I see somebody driving those, I'm like, they're crazy. <laughs> but I think you got to be a little bit of crazy to, to race a race car, right? Like yeah. at the end of the day, racing's dangerous. It, it's going to be that way. We just try to do everything we can to prevent uh, bad things from happening. So, uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I fell in love with this sport and, and uh, yeah, so it's something I love to do. You talk about winning. What's a successful season for you guys? Uh, a win, the uh, the playoffs, round of 12 in the playoffs. What's kind of the goal first season together? Really the first thing, first step is is consistency, uh, establishing a baseline for that. And, and then from there, it's winning races because that's what's going to get you in the playoffs. I mean, we saw it last year. If you wanted to make the playoffs, you basically had to win. And, um, you know, that's going to come from from having fast cars and, you know, I blame uh, a friend of mine that told me or, or really put it in my head. I hate losing more than I love winning. So I think that's that's going to be our team motto uh, to push hard and and uh, succeed. Does that put pressure on you or is there or do you do you want that? 
I'm okay with it. To be honest with you, it's, it's normal. I think, you know, as far as my career, uh, anytime I get opportunities, um, you gotta, you gotta go out and win because that's what's kept my career alive to this point. So, uh, pressure is just part of racing to me. And, and it really, I mean, I've never felt like it affects me as a race car driver. Maybe it does some people, but I thrive off it. So for my final thought tonight, I want to talk about the Bush light clash at the Coliseum itself. Um, I get asked a lot what my thoughts are on having the race there, why they're not having it at Daytona, why we took the tradition away from Daytona, you know, why we're building a racetrack from scratch out in L.A. And what's the reward versus, you know, just leaving it the way it was? Well, first of all, we're not going to run, we're not going to spend three weeks down in Daytona. And with the Super Bowl getting pushed back further and further, it has now wedged itself in between the clash and the start of the, the season at the Daytona 500. Um, so you're going to have to basically make two trips anyway. So you might as well go wherever you want to. NASCAR really wants to be in L.A. They want to be in big markets. You know, they, they want to be in L.A., they want to be in New York, they want to be in Chicago for obvious reasons. Uh, the Coliseum makes sense. Last year's race was an entertaining race. Uh, I think when the newness wears on, it may not be as well attended, as exciting, all of those kinds of things. But I still think it was a great race. I think it was a good way to start the season. So I'm fine with it being at the Coliseum. I know a lot of people are like, but tradition. Well, yes, but tradition, we raced at Riverside in January. That track doesn't even exist anymore. So, I mean... I hear you, but I don't really hear you. Um, just because it's always been that way in your lifetime doesn't mean it's always been that way or should it always stay that way. Um, I like the event that it is. It's different than anything else that we do in NASCAR with concerts and celebrities and um, not everybody making the race. It just makes it different. It's an exhibition race. It doesn't need to be like everything else. Why should everybody make an exhibition race? You take the risk when you drive across the country that you may not make the race, make your car better, um, and you'll get in the race. It's a short track, so it's not like horsepower or any of those kind of things play into it. Um, it's just how bad do you want it. So I like the idea of it being at the Coliseum. I don't think it'll stay there forever. In fact, I think this might be the last year that they have it there. We'll see. Um, but in any event, I'm ready to get rolling. Can't wait for NASCAR to join this weekend in LA. We'll see you next week.